Recorded live. Say trouble always. Trouble always. 
You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Waiting through the water. When we understand that water symbolizes trouble. Anybody experience a little trouble in the night Amen. Anybody have some days when you want to stay in bed? Anybody wish they had an off and on switch that if you were having a bad day, you just turn everything off and wake up in the morning and start all over again? But I dropped by to let you know that trouble don't last always. Amen. A slow answer, a soft answer, turneth away wrath. Brother Hall, you got some daughters, right? You got a son, right? You kind of respond to your daughters different than you would to your son, right? You want to tell your daughter no, but you got to find a gentle way to tell her no. But with that boy, you just tell him straight up no. And if you don't agree, then that's the dope. Can I get one witness? But a soft rap doesn't mean that you've grown soft. Just you chose a different route to handle a situation. When Paul says in Romans 7 and 21 that when I go to do good, Evil is always present, but trouble don't last always. Satan has a job. So you might as well get that in your spirit, get that in your system, get that in your plan of survival. Satan has a job, and his job is to kill and to destroy. And he don't care who he does it to. Whether it's the pastor, whether it's the lay person, whether it's little Joe from Kokomo or the most sainted one of them all, Satan don't care. He's an equal opportunist. And he don't care how long you've been in the church he don't care how much money you give to the church. He don't care how many children you have in the church. His job is to steal, kill, and destroy. But how many know that the fight is fixed? And because the fight is fixed, I got to learn. I got to learn. Say it's on me. It's on me. That whatever goes around, God has allowed it to come. So I might as well set myself up. If Satan has a job to do, then the church has a job to do. I know we 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 don't want to talk about it, but but we gonna talk about it this morning. You know, I don't mind if you're gonna have some weekly follow-up courses on teaching people about giving, and that's okay. That's important. But that's not the only factor of what the church is there for. The church is there to teach balance in life. If we're going to be honest with ourselves, the church has let the community down. What are you talking about, Prince? If I did a survey right now on everybody who thinks they're old enough to be indulged in the intimacy act, I can guarantee you that you didn't learn anything from the church about that. You came to the church broken because of your misinterpretation of what intimacy was about. You learned it through a perverted act, but it was something that God gave, something that God established to be done between husband and wife that can help not only reproduce, but help draw the bond of unity. 
But we learn about it in perverse acts. And we've got contaminated over God's sacred gift. And we don't know how to shake the devil loose. If I'm in your house, just say, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Nothing to be shamed about. We all got here through that manner. Except Jesus. So don't be ashamed about the natural process. But learn the natural process according to God's perfect way. Am I making any sense? The church has a responsibility to teach husbands how to be husbands. The church has a responsibility to teach wives how to be wives. The church has a responsibility to teach sons how to be sons, to teach daughters how to be daughters, to teach the community how to be better. Paul said, the poor you'll have with you always. So the church has let the people down. The only time the church want the people to come when they're ready for the church to be handed something from the people. Maybe maybe I'm by myself this morning. Am I by myself, Brother Hogg? Am I in here? Okay, I just want to make sure. And we we become poverty pimps. Well, what's a poverty pimp, Pastor? A poverty pimp is one who takes advantage of the poor, who keeps taking from the ones who can't afford to be taken. Everybody comes to the poor community when they want to come up. Everybody. They start revivals in the poor community because they know that the poor people only have their faith to hold on to. So they work on their faith engine and get them to give and start testifying to them. Somebody, if you bless me with $100 in 21 days, God's going to sow a seed in your life. First of all, why I got to take God 21 days? Okay. If I serve a right now God and I have a right now need, won't he do it right now? Amen. Why is it contingent on what I give? It's not what you give, it's how you give. Let me help you. Just because you brought a check for $1,000 don't mean you in good standing with God. You had some guilt money to get off your pocket. But just because you only had a dollar, now let me help somebody, let me help somebody. Don't feel like it's all right just to give God a dollar when you can do better. Because you can't cheat God and expect to get blessed. But you don't overcompensate thinking that the more you give, the more your sin going to be forgiven. Because all unrighteousness is sin. I hope I'm making some sense this morning. So the church has a job to do. The saints have a job to do. Notice I didn't say the Christians. Y'all can be identified as a Christian if you want but I'm a saint. Paul addressed the saints. Jesus talked to the saints. The difference between a Christian and a saint, a Christian does what's going to be advantageous to him. But a saint is going to do the will of the Lord regardless. Just because I don't like the way something is shaping up don't mean that I took tail and run. Christian, the saint needs his heels in and say, here I am, Lord, use me any way you see fit. So when we understand that saints have a job to do, once the church has laid down the word of God according to God's divine plan, to God's divine plan, not man's divine plan, God's divine plan, then the saints must carry it out. Somebody say, I got to do, do what I got to do. do. 
That's the mission mind of a saint. Well, I might get in trouble. I got to do what I got to do. Some of you would defend your family name on before you defend God's name on. Well, we princes, and we princes roll like that. Well, we're saints, and we saints roll like that. So when I realized that trouble don't last always, Lord, I don't want you to listen, nobody. I just want you to shout this out. Because if you look at somebody, somebody might get upset. As a matter of fact, close your eyes and shout this out. Stop being a coward. Stop being a coward. Say it again. Stop being a coward. Stop being a coward. You got so many folks in the name of Jesus afraid to move forward in Jesus' name. Because I don't want to cause no trouble. Jesus came to wreck the house. Jesus came to shake up the house. Why? Because the house was in bad shape. How many would admit this morning that your house needs to be shaped a little bit? Amen. Amen. Don't mean you're a bad person. You're just in a bad situation. And your house needs to be shaken. Might even a little stirred. But you got to let the Lord do what he was designed to do. You can't be afraid of what they might think of me. Because I got news. They're already thinking of you. Everybody that say, hey, boo don't mean you no good. Everybody that say, how you doing, Brother Jerry, don't mean you no good. So they're going to talk about you anyway. So let them talk about me for being a saint and not a Christian. Am I making any sense? So my job is to hold fast to God's unchanging hand. And another thing, stop seeking his hand. Start seeking his hand. Come here real quick, Boo Real quick. Hold your hand out. No, no. I said hand. No, my bad. <laughs> Sorry, man. Now, I got a hand. Y'all see me holding a hand, right? But where is my face? Away from me. It's away from her. See, it's easy to see God's unchanging hand. Y'all don't want to talk. That's what a Christian does. Hold to his hand. God's unchanging. Yeah, that sounds good. But if I want to get the most out of God, I turn and seek his face. Thank you, Lord. Because when I seek his face, that's what my focus is on. That's where my energy is drawn to. And when I seek his face, I can't get distracted by the trouble that's all around me. Don't mean that trouble ain't gone. But when I'm seeking his face, trouble don't last always. Thank you, Bootlegger. Give Bootlegger a hand, (laughs) y'all. So when when I seek his face, I'm selling out to God. My question this morning, how many do I have this morning willing to sell out to God? Not sell out to the temple. Not sell out to the pastor. But to sell out to God. Because see, if you sell out to the God, to God, watch this. Wherever you decide to make your church home, whether it's the temple, yeah. you're going to be sold out to the temple. And if you sold out to God, and as long as your pastor is lined up to the word of God, in this case, Pastor Prince, then you're going to be sold out to Pastor Prince. So you don't have to make allegiance to me. Amen. You don't have to make allegiance to the temple. Make your allegiance to the Lord. Making your allegiance to the Lord is what's going to line all of us up. We got more, more, more worried about that church and that tradition than worried about God himself. That's why the Pharisees got messed up. What do you mean Jesus coming in on a donkey? That ain't what I heard. 
what you heard and what you know were two different things. Oh, taste and see that God is good. I heard that, but how many have tried it for themselves? Hello? I'm so glad that trouble don't last always. How many have heard that, but how many know that? The only way you know that, somebody say, keep getting up. Keep getting up. Fair just man falling seven times. But he keeps getting up. He keeps getting up. But Lord, how often am I supposed to forgive someone? Seven times seventy a day. A day. Four hundred and ninety times a day. Now the side note to that, if you have to forgive somebody four hundred and 90 times a day, I suggest you move on. But if you don't keep on enduring, you got to keep on forgiving. Hello, somebody. That's the difference between a saint and a Christian. A Christian would have you believe that you don't have a right to protect your family. We don't believe in violence. I'm so glad I'm, and I'm saved, and I'm filled with the Holy The righteous take it by what? The righteous take it. By force, from a home. If you caught a rascal stealing from your home, or you gonna ask for it back or take it back? What? I can't hear you. You gonna take it back? And you're not gonna say, "Excuse me." I'm going to take it because it's mine. I have every God-given right to defend what's mine. If that be the case, stand for your salvation. Stand for your family. Stand for what you know is right. Going back, close your eyes again. Don't look at nobody and say, stop being a coward. Stop being a coward. Because the devil, remember his job is to steal, to kill, and destroy. The church job is to teach you what thus says the Lord. The saint's job is to apply what that the church has taught. And if we are all doing our job, this whole job, you know, look at nobody, don't pick on nobody. Say, do your job. Do your job. Do your job. Do your job. I just say I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself. If you do your job and I do my job, yeah. the church will stand in victory. And if I'm doing my job, I can't be focused on Boulette and Boulette doing her job wrong. First of all, you don't even know what her job is. Because you barely understand your own personal instructions. So if you got a problem, I suggest you talk to Jesus. And if you ain't spoken with Jesus, I suggest you shut up. Why pastor got to talk on that? Because you need to hear that. She ain't like folks are acting funny. No, you acting funny. You acting funny. How you doing, Sister Kathy? How you doing, Sister Kathy? I'm blessed. Sister Kathy, Sister Kathy, you in politics, ain't you? Right, Sister Kathy? What have you learned about politics, Sister Kathy? I too much talk about it. But sometimes you got to deal with stuff that you don't want to deal with in order to get to what you got to deal with. Am I making any sense? Well, it's the same thing with dealing with God's folks. 
Sometimes you got to deal with stuff the kids that say don't want to deal with, but because I'm going to serve the Lord, I got to deal with it. Let me tell you something. I see it time after time again. Have you ever sat down with somebody and you know they're lying to you? No. But see, you Christians, you Christians, y'all want to call it, you a liar. And the truth ain't in No, 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 no. Look at this all close out. Say, you're doing it wrong. See, Christians want to expose folks. Yes, thank you, Lord. But saints let them expose themselves. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all is Is that Sister Manning? He's okay. Y'all hit the brother. Y'all know I'm blind. Yeah. So while you're trying to expose somebody, you let them expose themselves. We were in a meeting a couple of weeks ago, and we got the facts right in front of us. I researched it, and I passed it on. Brother Hall, bless his heart, the brother just lied with a straight face. And while he lied, the brother nudged me under the table. But I act like he wasn't doing nothing. He said, you didn't say nothing. Said it wasn't nothing to be said. All right. You already have the facts. Let me help somebody. When Jesus was preaching in the temple, and he recognized Satan had come on in, he paused for a moment. Somebody said, just a moment. Just a moment. And he said, where did you come from? Now watch this. This is why a lot of people have a problem with the cross. He said, from here, there, to, and from. Jesus never missed a beat and went right back to preaching. But what a Christian want to do, he's going to prove to you how much anointing he has. And start putting on a certificate. In the name of Jesus, we're going to cast him out. Let the word do what it was designed to do. Because if you lay down the word, say, lay down the word, it's going to drive a draw you. I ain't got to do nothing, just stay in his word. Trouble don't last always. Stay in his word. I don't have to convince you and could we do you and say, ain't I got it? He sure looked like he in all black. He got on his Temple of Refuge ministry shirt. He must be a pastor. Does my action line up to this word? Does my word dictate my action? All y'all want to talk. See, when you can, you got to learn how to deal with stuff. The reason you can't grow, say, my starting growth is this. My starting growth is this. I don't know how to deal with trouble. I don't know how to deal with trouble. And if you get the thing, if you get the person line, you can disrupt the whole thing. I know I'm here. I know I'm here. Let me give you all the word of warning. If someone asks you what seems to be a simple question, they already know the answer. They're trying to see if you're going to lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sister Debra, I was wondering, did you happen to find a $50 bill folded up in the sixth section? I'll pass. I ain't seen that. And the money in your pocket trying to unfold. I ain't saying you like that. 
You just have to come up. I'm sorry. You still love me, don't you, Sister B? <laughs> but you got to understand, sometimes you set yourself up. When Jesus asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? He knew the answer. Peter revealed the answer. And he told them, flesh and blood could not have revealed this to you. But my father, which on in heaven, gave you that answer. How like the Lord was written, right? Somebody say, easy come, easy go. Jesus, in that same parable, begins to talk about his upcoming crucifixion. And that same Peter, this is what he did. He shook Jesus. First of all, you ain't got so busy putting your hand on the Messiah. Then to shake them like you didn't lost your mind. What did he say? Satan, get thee behind me. Easy come, easy go. Just because you clapping for Jesus today don't mean Satan can't come and arrest your mind. So you got to stay on God. Look at somebody say, stay on God. Stay on God. And fight the good fight. Because trouble don't last always. And when you understand when Satan is hitting you with everything that he has in his arsenal, he will attack your finances. He'll attack your marriage. He'll attack your health. He'll attack your offspring. He'll attack your siblings. But when you understand that trouble don't last always, and every now and then you're going to have to brace yourself. Because if you've ever been in a good fight, anybody ever been in a good fight? I mean, a real good fight. That means, yeah, you may have won the fight, but you know you've been in the fight because you got a couple of bruises and knots on your head. But you, you remember, I know one time, Sister Boulet, I got hit with some brass knuckles. I'm dancing. I'm, I'm, I'm Kool-Aid, Brother Hall. I'm dancing, and I'm singing in this young lady's ear. And evidently, she had a boyfriend that didn't like that I was singing in her ear. And he tapped me on the shoulder. And while I'm dancing, I turn around. Pow! In the dark, I saw light. <laughs> First thing that went through my mind was I can't fall down. Y'all, 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 y'all playing this morning. I want to paint the scenery. See, back in my day, in the gym, they would put sawdust on the floor so you can slide around real good. I said, I can't fall. I don't think medic alert was out yet. <laughs> I said, if I fall, it's going to be trouble. Brother Jerry, it wasn't a Boy Scout party. This was a third party. And as I stumbled, I saw that somebody, see, back in my day, we used to use golf clubs as a cane. <laughs> It don't make sense after a while. I stumbled toward this brother that had the golf crane. I grabbed the crane and swung and hit anything in my way to get up out of there. What am I trying to say? Sometimes when it looks like you've been hit too hard, you grab hold to the first thing that you can think of in Jesus' name and swing your way out. When I got 
back to the house. Carter Wesley Clinton turned on the lights in the room. He heard that there was some scrimmaging going on, some scuffling going on. And when he turned the light on, I cussed. I had all kind of blood vessels and stuff. And he looked at me. He said, how the other fellow look? <laughs> and trust me, I got him and going to get him again. He said, good night. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Sometimes you got to be willing to get hit to stay in the fight. But you can't let the possibility of you getting hit make you cower down from fighting a good fight. Because any time you're in a good fight, you're going to get hit. And you're going to have some bruises to show that you've been in a fight. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And my reigns as an equal. Somebody say part two. I found out his route from school. Bless the Lord. I'm going to give you the clean version. <laughs> Had a shortcut to a cemetery to go home. When I got done with him, he thought that was his home. Y'all catch that on the way home. What you have to understand as a saint, little Mike led us in the song. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. Let me tell you something about a soldier. A soldier is loyal. A soldier is dedicated. A soldier is a warrior. A soldier is a killer. And a soldier is willing to be killed. Are you a soldier in the army of the law? I'm not talking about Killing somebody over dumb dumb stuff. But do you have enough killer in you that if somebody threatened you about promoting Jesus, that you power down so that you may live? I'm about done. Because I got one more thing to share, but I'm going to share this story. There was an African preacher from home. And he was building this church for Jesus. And they told him, you better stop preaching that Jesus stuff. Or something bad going to happen. So they went in underground. Started, continued to preach about Jesus. And they got word of where they were meeting. And they dispersed a military group up to the second floor and grabbed this man's young daughter, threw her out of the second floor with him. She fell to her death. Glory. The mother went down and grabbed her lifeless daughter, brought her back up to the stairs to where her husband, her father, her pastor was preaching. And with her lifeless daughter in her hand, she sat on the front row and looked at her husband and said, preach. That's a soldier. That's not being a coward. 
when we understand that the enemy don't care how he shut us down, he just wants to shut us down. I pray that you don't get to that drastic situation. But if you do, know that trouble don't last always. Many of you may know, may not know. My oldest daughter, counseling came back. Stage four. She said, Daddy, I don't want no more chemo. I said, well, baby, you do what you got to do. I'm going to do what I got to do. And she said, I love you. I said, you know, I love you right back. But you keep on living and let God deal with whatever he's going to deal with. What am I trying to say? Some of us are crying over my hangnails. Hangnails. Such and such don't like me. But God loves me. Such and such don't speak to me. But the Holy Ghost is speaking to you daily. They don't want to be my friends. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. I'm lost, but now I've been found. Get off your pity party. Get off your self groaning and moaning. Because I got news for you. If you're looking in my direction, I got too much to fight for than to be drawn by pettiness, than to be drawn by wokeness. I got a brother that's going to have his prostate removed on Tuesday. But I keep telling him, fight the good fight. He's looking at me and he says, are you sure you blind? I say, I've told you all the time, and I remind you all, just because I don't have sight don't mean I don't have vision. Amen. There is a way that sin is right. Some of you with full sight or full sin. Oh. Oh, and I'm not hating on you, me. I'm not hating on you. Pastor, you just said it because you blind as a mole. No, I understand that. But what you need to understand, don't feel sorry for me. Because with sight or without sight, I know who God is. With sight or without sight, I know who's going to lead me. With sight or without sight, I know who I'm going to listen to. With sight or without sight, you can be a a fool if you want. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. With or without sight. And I don't need to see Jesus, oh, glory. I don't need to see Jesus to hear him say, well done. Watch this. The first, I don't want you to fall right back over there. Just keep away from the first. I can't see, keep talking. Well done. 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 The spirit of the Lord. There's a difference. Let me help you. People that need to see a mirror don't know who God is. But Jesus justified and clarified. He said miracles are for the unbelievers. If I know that God is able, how many got a situation right now that you know that God is able? How many got a situation right now that you know that only God can help you with? I dare you to stand up right now. And for the next 30 seconds, I don't care who's next to you. If it offends them, I'm sorry. But for the next 30 seconds, 
or as loud as you can, I want you to thank God for your breakthrough. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. And amen. Come on, give God a hand. Praise. 